The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. And he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, and he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around, and he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now, when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you gave them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and in the scorching heat. But he replied to them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this the last, the same as I give to you. And I am not, and I am, a, not, am I not allowed to do what I choose to, what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So that the last will be first and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the one God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Our readings for this morning contain standout stories that are familiar to many of us. The Old Testament reading is a favorite, especially among children. I mean, how many of you recall learning about Jonah and the whale in Sunday school? I certainly do. And our gospel reading today about the landowner and the laborers concludes with the well-known verse, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Both of these readings are compelling as they reflect our human struggles with envy, greed, anger, and ego. In these readings, we are presented with questions to contemplate, urging us to look deeply within ourselves and ask why we think we know what's best for ourselves and for others instead of God. The Old Testament reading from Jonah immerses us in his, it's a captivating story, and I think to fully get the significance of the verses we heard this morning, it might be good to just recap Jonah's story. The book opens, Jonah's book opens, with the word of the Lord coming to Jonah. He is instructing him to go immediately to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim against its wickedness. Astonishingly, this quirky prophet, Jonah, doesn't even wait to hear what God is going to tell him to say. Instead, he flees in the opposite direction of Nineveh, 
and embarks on a 750-mile boat ride to Tarshish. Jonah is clearly desperate to distance himself from Nineveh, from God, and from his responsibility. Early in this story, I think it would be easy for us to criticize Jonah, his cowardice and his disobedience. I mean, why wouldn't he do what God asked him to do? He is a prophet. However, I think it's important to recognize the enormous task God has set before him. Nineveh is the capital city of Assyria, and it was not only a powerful enemy to Israel, but eventually it became its conqueror. And as we heard in our reading with an estimated population of 120,000 people, Nineveh was considered to be one of the largest cities in the world at this time, and it was known for its pagan sinfulness. So when God tasked Jonah with preaching repentance to this city, I think I kind of would compare it to today. Let's say one of us were asked to, I'm just going to use this as an example, go to North Korea and preach repentance to the leaders there. I don't know how many of us would sign up to do that, right? It would be scary. And so Jonah's response was a resounding, no thank you, and he hit the road. But the Lord does not accept Jonah's refusal. And I think here's the part of the story that we're most familiar with, because next what happens is Jonah's on the boat, this big storm comes up, and the sailors that are with Jonah on the boat are terrified, fearing for their life. And they want to know who on this boat has angered the gods. And Jonah confesses. It is I. I ran from the Lord. So please throw me overboard and hopefully God's wrath will calm and the storms will calm. The sailors agree and off he goes over the boat. <laughs> and then God has a great fish swallow Jonah and he remains in his belly for three days and three nights. But it is there, in the darkness of the fish's belly, that Jonah prays to God. Jonah prays, I went down to the land whose bars closed up on me forever. Yet you brought me up, my, brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. As my life was ebbing away, I remembered you and my prayer came to you. Hearing Jonah's prayer, the Lord commands the fish to literally spit Jonah out <laughs> on the land. And immediately jo the Lord tells Jonah for a second time, you must go to Nineveh. And there is a message you have to deliver. And Jonah agrees and he goes. And he delivers a very short, curt message. Forty days more and Nineveh will be no more. Now, remarkably, Jonah's preaching was effective. The Ninevites, from the greatest to the least, 
heeded his message and they repented. Even animals participated in wearing sackcloth and fasting and prayers became the norm. And the city's repentance prompts God to forgo his plan of destruction. So we might assume that Jonah would be happy to hear about this, but as we hear in our reading, he wasn't. In fact, he was so furious for God, with God for showing God's mercy to these people, he wanted to die. And this heated conversation that Jonah and God have ends with God asking Jonah a question. Is it right for you to be angry? Once again, Jonah doesn't answer God like he did earlier in the story, and he leaves again. And God, though, continued to look after Jonah as he went throughout, as we see throughout the rest of the story that we heard today. And as we reach the end of the book of Jonah, we hear God's powerful message. Jonah, if you were so concerned about the fate of a plant that we heard that kept him, you know, cool and then God caused it to die, but Jonah, if you're so concerned with the fate of a mere plant, don't I have every right to extend my mercy to Nineveh, a city inhabited not only by morally questionable adults, but also innocent children and animals? And then the mic drops. The story ends there, and we never know Jonah's response. I think we hear a similar message in our gospel reading for today between the landowners and the day laborers. The landowner hires some day laborers in the morning to work the entire day, and then throughout the rest of the day, the landowner continues to hire people. And of course, when it's time for them to get paid, the people who worked all day long were furious that the people who only worked for a few hours got the same pay. (laughs) And the landowner challenges the day laborers, just as God challenged Jonah. The day laborer says, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this, to the last, the same as I give to you. And am I not allowed to choose what I do with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I'm generous? The twists and turns in our readings today serve as a profound lesson in divine compassion and the broader scope of God's love and mercy. Through Jonah and the day laborers' experiences, perhaps we can see our own reaction to God's mercy and love towards others we consider undeserving. We consider our enemies Have you ever found yourself echoing Jonah's sentiments 
anger, frustration, and even running away from God? Have you been like the day laborers questioning why someone is giving, given special treatment when the special care seems so undeserving? Jonah and the day laborers reflect the struggles we humans face daily. We can be both brave and cowardly, honest and deceitful, devout and selfish. We can allow bitterness to take root in our hearts and it clings there. And we sometimes find it easier to hold on to pride than extend mercy. And our capacity for forgiveness can be overshadowed by our desire for retribution. Yet, in our darkest hours, when we feel like we're in the belly of a fish, in our most trying moments, when we're feeling so stubborn that we don't want to hear or listen to anyone or even God, God is there. God is waiting for us. God is there ready to show mercy on us just as he has shown mercy on others. And Jonah shows us a way to open our hearts in our most trying of times, the times when our ego takes over. And he shows us that it is through prayer that can get us through. When Jonah was at his lowest point, he prayed to God. Perhaps in our lowest moments, we find prayer to be our only way forward, our only way to move beyond our feelings, to move beyond ourselves, just as Jonah did. And we will be doing this over and over and over, over the course of our lifetime. But it's in our moments of open, honest prayer, when we lay ourselves bare before God, that he enters our lives, filling the crevices and the broken places within us and calming the storms that rage. Both readings show us that God does not abandon us, even in our weakest, most shameful moments. The lessons we heard today are placed in our hands and God patiently awaits our willingness to open our hearts and our minds to his path of love and mercy instead of taking our own. Amen.